You know, it's a cost to be the boss, and certainly Caleb Cost has decided he is going to be a two-sport athlete at UNC Chapel Hill. It's a good thing because they're certainly going to need him in the secondary when it comes to football, and after today's loss against Arkansas, clearly Coach Forbes is going to need him as well. Let's talk about some Super Regionals, some signees, and maybe some transfers all in the mix on today's episode of Locked on ACC. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Candace Cooper here, Locked On ACC Podcast, and we've got some good things to go over on today's episode. Sort of housekeeping, kind of get you up to date. First things first, as you know, this is a daily podcast, but it is summertime, and we're all taking a little vacation. So you will hear us three episodes a week at best because, you know, sometimes you just need a little break. You need a little recharge. But I promise you, after the summer break, we'll be back in action five days a week, up to 30 minutes Thank you for making the first listen, even in this short period that we get a little bit of rest. So you can catch me more than likely Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We'll get you rock and rolling on that regard. So there's that. Also, I want you guys to know that my co-host will be coming in and out. So sometimes it'll be just me. Sometimes it'll be, you know, a vibe. We'll, we'll figure it out, right? But we're always good to have anyone who's ready and willing to give us a good episode. So that's all I have to say about that. Now, let's get to the nitty-gritty about today's episode. Caleb Koss has decided that he is going to be a dual-sport athlete at UNC Chapel Hill, which is always, you know, the ever-evolving, we're letting kids do multiple things. I think it's hard enough being a one-sport athlete, but hey, if you're looking and ready and willing to do two sports, by all means, I've got all the odds to, to bet on you that you'll be doing the damn thing. Speaking of odds, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Period, Pooh. Okay, so let's talk about class of 2023, Caleb Cost. Cost to be the boss, being a man of two sports, you got to be pretty dang talented. Arguably a four star recruit. I don't really like stars because you just never know. Like, I could be a three star one day. You see me at practice the next day. I could be a seven star. That doesn't exist, but you know what I'm saying. Either way it goes, I think he'll make an immediate impact when it comes to the football field. He'll be in the mix with Tony Grimes. You know, he'll be in that secondary and be able to really just build a part of the new Ch Chiswick regime. I got that name wrong on Friday with Jersey Drake, but I'm getting it right here with Gene, okay? Period. Charlton Warrington, the, Charlton Warren, the new part of the new coaching staff there at UNC in that defense, brought in this recruit, did all the hard work, and now you get an additional bonus because Scott Forbes also gets to bite off that apple, which is always great, right? Because you get an opportunity to really just see a young kid in full circle, full swing, literally and figuratively. So Scott Forbes, I'm sure, will be super excited to have him in the mix because as we have to get into the Super Regionals, was tough go for the ACC. Let's just keep it a band. <laughs> three out of the four ain't bad. Well, three out of the four went home. So, you know, shout out to the Notre Dame who, you know, Half the time, we don't even know if they're in our conference, but it's neither here nor there. We're going to rep our set right now, period. So we got the Super Regional, Scott Forbes and the UNC Tar Heels face off against Arkansas. And unfortunately, it was not what they turned out, what they wanted it to be. A 2-0 loss cut them out and ended their season short. And unfortunately, they won't be going making that trip to Omaha for the College World Series. 
But, you know, you think about it, they had a rain delay twice for this second game against Arkansas. The first game, it was just to get your head in the game. I don't know what you're doing. Arkansas just showed up, showed out. Second game, you're saying, okay, UNC on a Sunday at home, they know what they need to do. 4-3 loss, and you just kind of hold your head. Some pitching decisions, of course, it's always tough. You got some of the guys out for emergency injuries and, like, all the likes. So it never, it never quite shakes to me in these past couple of years for UNC to have a good run in the College World Series or ultimately win the College World Series. Like, I remember back in Coach Fox days, if I'm being correct, yes, Coach Fox days where just always would come up short, you know, never quite getting the big shebang. But I think now when you look at Coach Forbes and all that he had to battle and getting suspended during this little segment towards the road to Omaha and the team went through a lot and to win the ACC championship and to really fight and to be in the conversation towards the end of the season is nothing to hang your hat at, right? So I'm all for cheering for UNC and I hate it had to be them, but a disappointing finish is what should have been to me catching lightning at the right time. So I think it was more in their head than anything else, but they'll certainly have a long off season to think about it. And then in 2023, they get Caleb Cost. So boom, there you go. Let's talk about some other teams right in the Super Regional. Virginia Tech lost to Oklahoma 2-0. It wasn't even close. Lemma Hokies, hey, it had to be them, but it was them. Okay? Then you had Louisville. Well, shout out to Oklahoma. Can we talk about that for a second? Can we go back? Excuse me. I rushed that. Because Oklahoma clearly is a, ba- a baseball, softball, like powerhouse. Whatever they got going on out there, and they probably ain't much to do, but baseball and softball, they're getting it done. So shout out to those ladies you know, ultimately getting that women's college world series champs. Now you got the men on their hunt for the college world series as well. Omaha bound. Then you had Louisville get swept by Texas A&M. So Texas A&M, of course, they've always had a really deep baseball team. And certainly Louisville is coming into being a very high quality team and making these strides. And, you know, I think it's really just says a lot about how important, the team has been, you know, in terms of ACC play and really just being in the mix. Unfortunately, came up short, but hey, a great season, making Super Regionals, nothing to hold your head down about, right? Period. So then we go to the one who holds us up, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So as much as we don't like to claim Notre Dame in many things, they are part of ACC baseball. They had a great opportunity in front of them to win a huge game. They knocked off number one, Tennessee. Okay, let's start there. This is the third time in program history that Notre Dame is going to Omaha for a chance to play in the College World Series. And it's the first time in 20 years that they've done so. So I think that's just something where you always get excited about teams who are re-revving up re-revving maybe that's what it is re-revving up the engine in order to try and be successful in postseason play and that's certainly what the fighting irish are definitely doing so third time program history knocked off number one tennessee they're going to omaha how about those fighting irish i think ultimately hey guys one out of four in the super regional it's not bad to make it to omaha we would have loved four out of four but oh i i'm okay with that like I, I you look at the roster who they have remaining there's a lot of great teams there you got arkansas texas a&m texas who you know is currently beating ecu as i record this so i'm pretty sure it's pretty much in the sand it's a the third game the necessary game don't think the pirates are going to be able to come back from that one but i really just you know would love to have four for four like Wendy's, maybe one of these days we'll actually get the opportunity to have more ACC teams 
in Super Regional, Omaha-bound play, and going to the College World Series, all of that good stuff. So say all that to say, strong college, strong baseball season for most can always be better. Would love to report on national champions. All that, you know, I'm ready because we do it all the time for basketball. Maybe not all the time, but, you know, <laughs> fair amount of times more than baseball. We've done it for football past couple years, you know, in between little splashes with Clemson. So baseball is just, it's just your due, right? It's just your time to shine and get us in there. So there's all that super regional updates for you. Now I'm going to transition to your favorite sport. That's not football. It actually is basketball today. So I want to talk about that here in just a second. But first I want to remind you guys about bet online. As I mentioned, there's a lot of good betting going out here right now. If you have not checked out the basketball championship matchups between the Warriors and the Celtics, it's a great opportunity to get in the game, whether you're cheering for former Duke star Jason Tatum, maybe you're cheering for Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and those boys. Who knows? Whatever you like, there are options for you at betonline.net, your number one source for all of your betting, stats, and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, news, and odds, and betting options there. BetOnline is the continued source for sports wagering information, live betting, esports, and absolutely anything else. you got NHL Hockey Conference Final. Shout out to Tampa Bay Lightning, who clearly have one of the best goalies in the world. I wouldn't bet against them. They're going for their, what, third or fourth time going to straight to the finals. So playing for a Stanley Cup. I wouldn't bet against them, but, you know, do what you do. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. All right, folks, rocking and rolling here, locked on ACC. This is pretty much a housekeeping update. What were you doing during the weekend episode? I want to make sure you guys have everything you need in order to be successful as you head into the week and just give you a little rundown of how it's going to go in this summer vibe, all of that good stuff. So, as I mentioned, Caleb Koss, football, baseball star, committing to UNC. Then you got the Super Regionals updates, right? But then, quiet as it's kept, Duke basketball sneaking in there, getting a graduate transfer out of Illinois, Jacob Grandison. Grandison? Yep, there it is. I tried. He is transferring from Illinois, right? He was in the transfer portal, decided to take his talents out of the portal, and then transfer two days later after the entry deadline and all that good stuff. He is a wingman sitting at six foot six. So already you're saying height, event height that's much needed at Duke. But not so much the height as it is the sharpshooter, in my opinion. I think to have someone with experience, to have someone who is a vet in terms of just being a part of a winning, halfway winning, halfway decent program, it's going to be different for a, a bunch of freshmen who automatically assume that being at Duke means you're supposed to be great. So having someone who probably goes in and appreciates the opportunity to be a grads transfer at Duke might go differently. Now, I say that with caution because as we saw last season, Theo John was probably the most interesting transfer that I've seen around, especially the triangle in a long time. I think he was hard in the paint about Duke, sometimes to his dismay. I think his foul trouble and his need to be the bully, but be the bully and be effective, right? Like I'm all about being like the tough guy and, you know, super strong. I want to, you know, show my macho bravado. Cool. Also be good at what you're doing. Saying, you know, all cheat, no shade. Be good at what you're doing if you're going to do that. It also reminds me of Draymond Green, and this is even more of an aside as I look at the NBA Finals and try and put my bets together for bet online. Bully ball is cool, 
but don't claim that you like repping the set when you really barely not doing enough. You know, if you're not having a great game, if you're not the one that's really being a superstar, all the junk you talk is just not really necessary. Right. So I think if once there it is, once Jacob comes in, I hope he doesn't take the Theo approach and tries to be like play bully ball. I hope he just comes in. He's a perimeter shooter. He does what he needs to do. He's a veteran leader. He helps those guys when they get into that postseason play. Because ultimately, Shire is going to want to need, not want to need, he is going to have to have guys who can step up in big-time games, big-time moments. I think that was a factor in last season when you looked at all of the young guys who really wanted to play for Duke and wanted to play for Coach K in that final Coach K farewell tour. It became a lot. And I think in it being Coach Shire's first season, as much as people talk about, oh, well, you can mess up and you can have a little more grace, okay. (laughs) I don't know if you guys met Duke football, Duke basketball, met Duke football. I talk about it all the time. I don't know if you guys met Duke basketball, but going into that environment and being a coach in your first year, I I don't see as much grace extended to him because people are going to say, okay, he coach under coach K, right? He's supposed to be this world-class recruiter. He bought, brought in um, coach Kai Lucas. Yes. No, no. Jay Lucas. Coach Lucas. I know it's Coach Lucas. He brought him in as another recruiter from Kentucky. He actually stole Jacob Granison, who had Kentucky as one of the options for his school. So you've got the best recruiters in the world. Now you're saying to yourself, you've got all the pieces to be great. Adding Jacob, I think that's another way of saying, I'm doing all I can sneakily to just ride the tide, not doing too much, but I am also utilizing this new thing that we have here in college basketball, right? A lot of people say, Times are changing. The way that we, you know, utilize transfer portal is different. And before it was, you go to, you commit to Duke, what your sophomore, junior year, and you stay to the end. Now you're finding these grad transfers coming in, and making immediate impacts. So I think with the loss of J- loss of Joey Baker, the addition of Jacob Grandinson, it's going to be a really packed punch Duke team. Jacob comes in averaging seven points and three rebounds, but 41 percent from three which again, you can't sleep on him. I think about think about UNC basketball and Brady Manick and what he brought to the table. Just being that guy that you come in clutch for the three-point shot. I hate that the fact that I'm even saying that Duke is going to be a good team, but I'm preparing my mind. You know, you just prepare your mental, <laughs> prepare everything that it could be and what will be for Duke basketball going to the season. But if you have not yet checked out J.J. Jackson, Locked on Blue Devils podcast, absolutely the opportunity to do so. So there's my updates on the basketball front. Boom, bam. Now, guys, I'm trying to tell you, this is how the rest of summer is going to go because your girl is in Maui right now, enjoying a little vacation, living her best life. And I said, you know, I don't want my hosts to have to live off my schedule right now. I want them to vibe, right? I'm not trying to do 10 o'clock episodes, 2 a.m. episodes, all kind of stuff. So what we're going to do, we're going to do breakdowns from a football perspective of where I think teams are going to finish. And I'm going to give you the profile and my reasons of why I think they're going to be great and they're going to be not so great, okay? So I'm going to tell you my top teams from the Atlantic, my top teams from the Coastal, and we're going to run down the list. I'm just going to give you a player profile, not even player profile, team profiles, hits and misses, coaching profiles, all the like, telling you what you should be prepped for, telling you what you should be looking out for, maybe you know settle some expectations, bring you back down to earth, or even get you a little bit high, right? I think sometimes... People are like too downtrodden about their teams. They're thinking they're not going to get hyped about them. And I'm like, 
well, the, all the guys go into summer camp feeling like they're going to be great. You know, everyone wants to start the season 1-0 and, you know, hit the ground running. So I think there's always opportunity for teams to excel. But, you know, there's some that I, I feel like the sand, the writing might be in the on the wall for a couple coaches, a couple players who are in desperate need of a breakout season, a couple transfers who are looking for a new home, who are looking to break out. I mean, we think about Jermaine Johnson and what he did at Florida State. Now he's sitting pretty playing on Sundays. There's just so many good things that I want to highlight throughout the summer just to get you guys prepped and ready. Maybe excited about ACC football. I think a lot of times, if you just look at the landscape, our conference isn't one that leaps off the page. Right? We're definitely competing for Power 5 love. So I would love the opportunity just to maybe like have a couple teams that I would I'm put my eye out for for college, college football playoffs. So that's all coming down the pipe for you. Okay? Not going to keep you long here because, again, I'm on vacation trying to live my best life. I just want to make sure you guys know how it's all rock and rolling. So on the next episode that you will receive, I'll have my Atlantic and my coastal teams that I think are going to win um, their respective divisions. I might tell you at the end of all these profiles who I really think is going to win the ACC. Or I might just keep you guessing, you know, never know. Never know how I'm feeling. But either way, it's going to be a good time. So make sure you stick around, guys, okay? Follow at Locked on ACC. Follow at Candace Cooper on Twitter. Make sure that you subscribe on YouTube because we are booming. Thanks to, you know, Alex Donna from Locked on Canes giving us a little shout out, right? So we are making sure we are coming up the charts. Whether you love it or hate it, I appreciate you listening and all that good stuff. So make sure you leave good reviews, especially on Apple Music because we got a lot of haters over there too. So shameless plug. Make sure you listen. Make sure you catch up on all the episodes. If you miss any good parts, You are doing yourself a disservice. So I look forward to talking to you guys then. Have a great Monday. And for Canis Cooper, until next time.